Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Pancakes on Sunday. We got a special episode. We are we got a good friend here. It's just Ryan and I tonight, and we're what's going on, everybody? And we got a good friend here, and we're gonna interview, kind of like an interview, kind of lower to tear apart his life. Oh no! <laughs> for, <laughs> for a good sense, um, we've known our 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 guest is George. Hi. We've known George for. A better part of Probably fifteen ten, years, ten, ten at least plus years, years. Yeah. and but George, George is a chef, and George has made it from the very bottom to the top. But the thing with George is he put forth all of the work and hard work and effort, and did it without any sort of formal training. And we're gonna hear a story and kind of break apart. How George's journey, I guess, and where you learned, and different steps, and how you took them, and challenges on the way. But uh, I mean, we met in a restaurant. We were the shitty dishwashers to his <laughs> shitty yeah. line cook. So <laughs> shitty! Oh yeah, so shitty. I thought we did a pretty damn good job. No, that's so. that's why you were shitty. <laughs> Uh, so at that point, I'd been cooking for a couple of years. Uh, Where'd you start? After high school, I went to the Navy. Actually, that's right. I um, forgot about and that, that lasted about seven and a half weeks. And that, <laughs> and that that's a different episode, I right, guess. Right. Right. Um, did, did you did you cook in high school? No. Um, like my mom, you know, we had dinner every night as a family, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't the the focal point. You know, like she made great food. But like I wasn't ever there sitting at her hip, you know, trying to to learn the craft. Mm-hmm. No, she made she made great dinners every night, and that's just what I came to expect as the norm, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not everybody had that same situation. I'm very lucky for it. Um, but no, there wasn't there wasn't a drive at any point to become a chef until. Uh, I mean, I really fell into it. It was delivering pizzas after I came home from the Navy because I needed to make some money, and this was easy, and, you know. Um, And the cooks wouldn't make the food when I wanted it to, wanted them to, so I would, uh, (laughs) you know, you hop online. Well, yeah, you drop a couple of, you know, mott sticks, and you don't burn those, and then you make a burger. It was right up here in the corner, yeah. Just up the street, Park Road. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the place we went to. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he gave me a shot, and he's like, here, cook some things and see what happens. Yeah. And, um, apparently, if you tell people you can do something before you can, somebody else believes you. Yeah. Um, and that's how it started. Uh, I left there and did a pizza shop down the street that's gone, it's the smoke barbecue spot now down the street, and that was Mr. P's. Um, then across the street from that, there was a Longo's, and that was my first managing kind of thing. Um, that was, yeah. I mean, it was just a pizza shop. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah nothing yeah. fancy. No, yeah. and hardly even managing. But I got to write the schedule. And how old were you at this point? Twenty two. Okay. Yeah, barely. Maybe not even. Barely old enough to drink. Yeah, barely old enough to drink. Damn, uh, running a restaurant. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then, well, I mean, again, hardly a restaurant. Right. But, um, and at that point, uh, the ownership changed, and. That put me out to meet you guys. No uh, shit. So when Longo switched over, you went out to uh, Manja's. Uh-huh. Wow. And oddly enough, I think Manja's was a Longo's property mm-hmm. yep. at one point. It was. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and Jeff was willing to pay me a 
pretty good buck to drive out there and um, you yeah. know, sling some chicken. And yeah, he got that was the first taste of volume. I think. I mean, we were doing what? I don't know. I mean, he was, it was probably stupid a lot numbers. Of yeah, it was, I mean, fish it was fries and probably yeah. I mean, three four grand a night just probably. just. I mean, and any of the alcohol sales on top of it. Right. Um, I'll never forget the one night. I don't. I don't know if you were still there, but it was a Lent Friday night. We ran out of fish. It was so fucked up. Like it was they so had the fucked dishwashers up. breading fish in the back. Yeah, like, yeah we were that, all hands on deck. It like, was fucked. And that's that's you know that's a good point. Is where that's where the the need for these metric come in. You know, you, you predict these things. It's not just you know shooting from the hip. Right. The dishwashers, for the record, should have been breading fish all the time. You know, I don't remember right. seeing you guys do that very often. Nope, never did. I washed dishes. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was my job. I washed dishes. <laughs> we have we have put plates out. And and for the you record, you hardly wash the dishes. <laughs> hey man, you gotta get, were, that, you gotta get were, it off, spray it off, throw in that Yeah. Because <laughs> the machine did that though. <laughs> What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> the dish is done. <laughs> we did. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, 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 man. Arguably, you did the dishes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, after uh, after Manjas, um, that was, that was, what year was, what? I don't know. Like 2009? Yeah. Something like that. Um... So I didn't work with you all that long. No, no, no it's odd, odd enough. I mean, I don't know how we spent time together. Like, it makes more sense that Ryan and I would be closer. Right. But, I mean, I, like, we just... Well, I, I enjoy the cooking aspect. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I I did the line cook at Manjas, but I, I just don't want to work in the food industry. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck that. I just, yeah. I'm cool. With, I like to cook. And mm-hmm. I do enjoy it, but I just don't want to work in the food industry. Yeah, no. Same. It, I, I like cooking, too, but... Fucked it up for a living, dude. No, it's wonderful. It's miserable. So I'd pick your brain on whatever your knowledge at the time. I, you're, and, you know, you're right, and that's kind of where, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just yeah, and but okay. So from Manjas, what was the? Because I mean, you got that, you got the numbers, and you got the the busy slam nights of a restaurant. But you're essentially you're just you're just a line cook. So, right. There's no menu change. Well, you come up with a special menu. And it was it was line cook for for a long time after that. And that was arguably not line cook to what I know a line cook to be now. That was a guy that showed up and you know pulled the stuff out of the fryer and got yelled at by the older guy and was mostly trying to get stoned out back and smoke cigarettes and you know right. get paid for it and then drink a beer at the end of the night. Um, after, after Manja's was my first, uh, as close to fine dining as Northeastern Ohio can get, um, that was my first taste of that in Hudson at, uh, uh One Red Door. And that was my first. I, I never went there. Was that cool? It's a, it, it was, it was a beautiful restaurant. It was a chef driven concept that I think really fit the market for the time. Um, it, yeah, and and a great personal experience mm. for me. That yeah. that was that was the key to, um, to moving on to things or moving up in things. Was that when you actually realized you loved cooking? I, you know, I, I don't know that I actually love cooking. Okay. I I'm good at it. Right. And and there's I think there is a distinction, but maybe not. Okay. Um. Like I, I like I like what cooking does for my ego. I like what cooking does when I fill people's bellies. Yeah. I don't know if those two things have to be separate. Mm. But 
but this uh, one red door, mm-hmm. this gives you more, maybe not right away for you, but it has more of that creative side the cooking has. This is where I'm seeing what food can be, yes. It's, it's not more just... than just pounded out chicken, exactly. breaded, cooked right. in fake this butter, is what it's and covered in like. right. sauce. <clears throat> that was the first time I saw compressed melon. Um, it was the first time I had halloumi cheese. It was the first time I ever saw a wood fire oven. Um Ingredients f- change with the season. This is actual exactly. cooking. That's it's where like you sat. They sat me in a corner my first day, and here try to do this, and then I didn't. And then they lit, you know laughed at me and yelled at me until I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> but then I could do it. Right. And then I got the next thing. But I was you know like make these things pretty. Well, I got dumb, stupid hands, so that took a little while. <laughs> um, but but like you know cooking necessary like I, c- putting fire to meat. No, that doesn't. But making good meat with fire is fun to me. Making 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 a an order um, cost the right amount, not just over ordering, not under ordering. Making it good Profitable. for the week, mm-hmm. for profit for my staff. I can make it profitable if I don't order anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But then my staff doesn't have gloves. My staff doesn't have um, the things that they need. Um, Yep. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) So you're working at Red Door, and you're learning all these new skills, and your first like look at cooking on a whole different level than what you've what you've seen so far. Did you get any creative? Like, were you on a leash? Pretty much, you weren't allowed to do anything. Oh no, I was. I was the idiot. You're the bottom of the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But. I worked hard, you know, I was hungry for the information, I asked a lot of questions, but there was, no, the, that, that's where the, the focus was on building the skills, building mm-hmm. the food knowledge, go read a book, George, you know, go, <clears throat> go, go to restaurants, go eat stuff, go, go put stuff in your face, that's the only way that you're going to... Just try everything. Yeah, exactly. Literally, yeah. That's kind of cool, though, with that, with, with that field, that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, at that point, my dad, um, he had, uh, he'd said to me, like, you know, if there's places you want to go let me know and dinner's on me that's um, cool yeah no yeah, it's fantastic that's definitely cool um so you know you get to go a couple places that you're you know a little outside of or right you know you out of our price point at a, you know an 18 year old or yeah. 22 year old or however old i was <clears throat> um so, so how long were you at red door nine months i think okay just under a year uh and that's where i met uh rick he uh he's the one that got me into Lola. So I he he had left uh Red Door six months or so into my tenure at Red Door to go back to Lola. He'd spent some time there before, left <coughs> and uh gave me a call one day and he's like, Hey, why don't you come up and interview? So I did, I did a stage. Um a stage being an unpaid day where they essentially see what, what you, you can, can do. do. Yeah. yeah. Um, went out, green, you know, brought my knives with me, you know, on my had my clean chef pants on and they threw me a shirt and said, here, go do this. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, at the end of it, they fed me foie gras with uh, cherry in this like uh, ice cream cone kind of thing. Yeah. And again, I was too green to even know what it was that I was eating. 
but it was delicious. And yeah. that's that's kind of where I knew that like that's where it can be cool. Yeah. Like this is stuff in my face that I know nothing about. Yeah. That I, you know, it's not just yeah, a the watermelon food there. In a way. The food there was so good. Killer. So Killer. good. <clears throat> it, the, and, and it was because the technique was drilled in to, right. to, to every single person that came to the door. Yeah. I mean, you can relate to that, right? Right. Like, every, you have to do things the right way for a long time until you kind of learn the cheat codes. But Correct. If, you, if you start off cheating... You're never going to do it yourself. Right, right. You know? You're going to be all hacky at it and just, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, and you can get it, quote, done. Yes. But is that, is it done? You know, yeah. Right. The job's finished. Yes. Sweet. So you work at Lola, which is, I mean, at the time, probably one of the, probably the top restaurant in the city. I mean, celebrity chef type of deal. I mean, it's, it's a happening spot. It was a very cool spot. It was definitely one of the coolest dining experiences I've ever had. And they and they, they they were striving for you know it, it, it was a special occasion restaurant you yeah. know for for everybody it, yes it was where you would go your anniversaries your birthdays your big events and 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 also game days you yeah. know mm-hmm. like that was that was a big thing for it too it was an incredible experience I got I that's where <clears throat> that's where the networking started to happen you know I got to see like you said celebrity chefs coming in I walked in one morning and there's four celebrity chefs sitting at the chef's table smoking cigarettes eating scrambled eggs um, it was Simon Carla Hall Waxman and Paul Kahn okay and they're all just sitting there smoking put it out as we walked in because you know can't smoke in a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> right, right. But that's the thing too is is the, the the corporate chef Derek. He would go down to the dungeon with his coffee and he would smoke Lucky Strikes underneath all these people paying so much money for oh. all their food. <laughs> <laughs> it was just this little secret door by the by the elevators, and if you opened it, you said red rum, and yeah, you went down. <laughs> so awesome. what did, what did you pick up from Lola? Lola was Lola was boot camp as far as cooking is concerned. You're in an open kitchen, so you have to be clean. Right. You have to be composed. You have to be professional. They have a standard. If and at that point they had a stack of resumes the size of my arm. So if right. You, didn't want you can't to be, be sitting there, there mother effing and slamming then, yeah, pans. I mean, you're you're out exposed for everybody. Right. And there's there's a culture there that instilled professionalism. Either yeah. either you have it or we'll teach you how to do it. But if you don't want it. Gone. Later. Yeah. And there's many people that want your spot. Yes. Right. So. Yes. Uh, you know, they paid terribly, but they knew that if you, their name is on your resume, somebody, you're going to run a restaurant. Right. I mean, yeah. maybe not the next job, but. If, it's it's a good resume right. booster. Yeah. It's uh, sad that place isn't there anymore. And that's, you know, that's indicative of the pandemic. I mean, it's, it's the labor, quote, shortage that I don't, I mean, I don't know people that aren't working. So, I mean, I don't know what. I don't know if there's. I, I think they just decided there's better things to do than yeah than, than cook. Um, yep. You know. Yep. Nobody Pandemic wants to cook on that. Saturday night. Oh no. No. Nobody Who wants does. to work on a Saturday night? No, Nobody. no. I'm not even saying like like you don't want to come home and cook on a Saturday night. Oh no. You, you want to go out to have dinner on a Saturday night. Yeah. Exactly. So does everybody else. Exactly. I mean, so does every cook. Like, I don't want to be here. Like, it's miserable. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The restaurant. The hours. That's the thing that sucked, you know. And yeah. that's that's the times that you know you have to be there because that's the busy times because that's the times making money because that's the time we need people. Right. Yeah. And you're working. It's not like a set. 
But, you know, there's first, second, third shifts. I mean, you're mm-hmm. going in, like, halfway through first shift, and you're staying until almost third shift start. Like, right. if you think about it that way. Like, you're going in at, a, what, 11, 10, 11 a.m., yeah. and you could be there until 11, 11 night, yeah. midnight sometimes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Lola was, we were we had a, a hourly, we were technically all managers of our station, so they were able to pay us on sort of a sliding salary wage. Um, so they gave us a base wage that we clocked in every day. So obviously if we weren't there a day, we missed out on that. But, um, if we worked any more than, I think it was 50 hours, we, part of their package was we didn't get time and a half. We got half time and I'm not really, I don't understand to this day how it made sense, but it was, they'd, it was since we'd signed up to be on a salaried position, mm-hmm. we didn't get, since they'd already paid us time, we didn't need any more to work those hours. That was essentially their incentive. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, that starting salary was $23,500 a year. Um, I made a couple of bucks more before I left, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, it was miserable money. But that's where, you know, I guess I got to cook for athletes. Kevin Costner shook my hand. Uh, um, I cooked for Merle in Walking Dead. Uh, Jacques Pepin, I cooked for Emerald. Um, I met the guy that allowed me to cook for the Cavs. Um, I still think you could have got us into that LeBron party. I should have. I really should have just snuck you in. I could have given you a black jacket. Yeah, I'll carry a tray around. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you know there were there's certainly a whole lot of dark side, but you know it allows me to have this kind of you know conversation at this point. So you you got your taste from Red Door of what food can do, and then you went into boot camp. So at Lola, what was after boot camp? Um, Lola after Lola was a chip on my shoulder and um, pretty much no direction. Um, Why'd you leave Lola? Uh, I had been, I, I was a roundsman by the time that I'd left, so that meant that I was, I was not quite the sous chef, but I would man the stations that... You were well-rounded. Other cook, no, other cooks had off. So okay. if you were off, if you're the fry guy and you're off on Monday, Monday I'm working fry. Okay. And down the line. Okay. So you did everything. You could be. You could bounce from every station essentially. There. Well, and that's a bit of a misnomer, but like the way that they they had different things set up. But yeah, like I I, it, it was essentially a coasting station at that point. But mm-hmm. I was also loudest, and you know could like you said could do all the things. So you know, kind of the first check in, mm-hmm. in before it goes to the line, uh, or excuse me to the to the chef. So, I was working alongside of a cook that was not doing well, um, selling broken sauces. He wasn't letting his steaks uh, rest enough. It was he was just putting up poor product, mm-hmm. and I was riding him all night, um, and he did not care for that. Uh, mm. Long story short. <laughs> I know how. I mean, I've, we've heard some of these choice words. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh George, yeah. I mean, I yeah. But, well, <laughs> open open kitchen can, and, right. and my first right. kind of big boy job. So right. like, there wasn't, you know, it was it, the restaurant was empty, but and you could say way worse 
As long as nobody heard you. <laughs> right. My point is, is that I was, you know, trying to be diplomatic-ish, but, you know, hey, you're an <laughs> asshole, but recognize it a little bit. Right. Um, he got really mad, and he grabbed, we had rosemary and salt in two separate, we had fresh rosemary cut up and kosher salt in two different ninth pans, and that's what we would use to season the fries out of the fryer. You would, um, fries would come out of the fryer, they would go into a metal mixing bowl, uh, rosemary leaves, and uh, salt and pepper, toss, toss, toss. So you can imagine by the end of the night, salt mixes with pepper, pepper mixes with salt, rosemary, this, that, the other thing. Um, and as we're cleaning up, it's all just this pile on his on his board. Yeah. And he's he's wiping and wiping up into a towel. And instead of wiping into the towel, he wipes into my hand, or wipes into his hand, excuse me, and throws it at me. Oh! <sighs> I didn't clock him. I didn't hurt him. Um, but I grabbed him by his collar and put him onto the counter and told him that that's not how we were going to do things. And apparently that was unacceptable. Oh. <laughs> well, well, little George has a temper. It's okay. <laughs> Baby Georgie. <laughs> It's all right. <laughs> Doesn't like it when you, you know. But I mean, to be fair, he was fucking fucking up all night. There, to the, be fair, the message that they gave me was, "You're better than that. We should have fired him. We could have fired him, but instead, you you changed the situation." And it was a wake up experience. The guy told me that fired me. He says, "You know, some guys they've got chips in the bank. If I'd have caught you out back behind the dumpster smoking a doobie." You'd still have a job. I, I don't think you got enough chips for this. Wow. Okay. So, fair uh, enough. Well, thank, yeah. thank you, Chef. But, but, I mean, so that was a learning experience. You did take, for sure. You, you took off of that, and where, where, what's after Lola? So that's where I got to bounce around. Um, you know, I thought I was hot shit. I had a couple of skills that, you know, were recognizable from other people. My resume was lacking at the time, but my effort was there. Um, so I went, not next door literally, but down the street to Shaker and went and hung out with Doug Katz for a little bit and saw what he did at Fire. Um, Fire was great until it wasn't, and then I went somewhere else. Um, you were at, what, Blind Pig or something? Down Black Pig, Black yeah. Pig? Um, actually, that's where I went next. So, so, you know, it could be job hopping, I don't consider it that because nobody really paid me any more money. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like I was going to the next greatest thing. I just got to see what the other guy was doing. Right. So you, got um, to, you so you expanded your menu. You expanded. Yes. You saw what more to be done with food and different techniques. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Um, like different yeah, ingredients. Doug had a bit of like a Middle Eastern touch to things. Uh, Black Pig had. Um, a little bit more of a French and refined taste of things. Michael Simon was comfort food executed, elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you get to see how many different things that a pig can actually do. Um, you know, you get to recognize, like we were saying, you put different things in your mouth. Um, time and food is an incredible thing. Aging is an incredible thing. So some places are, you know... They were heavier in the salumis or charcuterie at the time. And the guys that learned how to do it out of cookbooks and, like, were cooking or curing it in the basements and in these locked rooms that the health department couldn't find were making some of the 
best tasting meats I've put into my head. The fats wow. would melt, you know, you slice it thin, the capicoles, the, the you know, <laughs> the gabagoo. <laughs> <laughs> gabagoo. But it, you know, and you, and you taste these things and it's, and it's, and it's incredible and it's, and it's done by people that are way, way, way better than you are mm-hmm. and me, than I am. I mean, I mean that with like across the board, very yeah. talented people that are like, Hey, this is my pet project. Would you like to taste some? Cause I'm not really allowed to sell it. You're like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> home science experiments in the basement type of deal. I would, I mean, pickling and preserving type of deal. It's and... only not a home science because we have the ability to sterilize. Not that, not that homes don't, but like, I've got a jug of sterilization liquid on my station all the time. So right. like, it's it's a way it's a way more sterile environment, and that's what you run into with canning is generally. A dirty place, dirty house, dirty, you know, don't can right, you let the water run. It's the simple mistakes that you don't have to worry about when you've got a giant pot with infinite BTUs and Right. Know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um But no, that but that's what it is. That's that's the part of cooking that I really enjoy is the basic way to make an onion taste sweet. Like how do you how do you make that work? Because an onion's got one flavor profile, but if you pickle it and you you know you over sugar your pickling liquid a little bit, you get your bite from your sour, you get your 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 savory from your onion, and then your sweetness from your over sugaring, and it tastes and it gets this kind of candied application to it. Um, it's really, I mean, it's cool. Like yeah, it's, that's that yeah. is definitely cool. That's that's a whole new flavor profile. That's what I'm saying. It yeah, yeah. it bounces around. So it's like after boot camp, you kind of like you you experimented. You tried so many different flavors and mm-hmm. it's different. Flavor profiles and palettes and when did graffiti come into the picture? <clears throat> well, that was after that was after the well the attempt at Arcadia, and I want to hear the barbecue place too. I mean, we're doing it all. Um, so, so my timeline might be mixed up too. I think right around right around Black Pig, I think is where Arcadian was starting to take form. Okay, so. You know, this was this was where I'd signed on to this big, huge project because I'm the shit. You know, they want me. I'm gonna get paid this whole. Oh, look at all this money! I'm gonna get paid. That's fucking sweet. Um, you have a say in the menu, and like you actually right, have. Well, this being, is your first right, like. Yes. I have being, a say in what flavors go out there now. This is me. this is my creativity palette. We're all friends. Um, we've worked together. We we drink together. You know, like it's gonna be this 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 group effort that's just going to make everybody all this money. Um, so I think, yeah, right around, yeah, leaving the black pig was, was the start of the rumblings of the Arcadian. Um, leaving the black pig, I helped open up a restaurant in Chagrin Falls. Um, yeah. Grove Hill. Yes. I went there. That was pretty good. Um, it, I think it's still there. It's definitely gone. Is it? Building's still there. Yeah. But uh, it was, you know, it was another well-respected chef at the time. Uh, I mean, you know, his name is re- respected, Tim Bando. Um, he's, it, it just wasn't a good fit for, for the community. Yeah. Um, we opened up strong. We started slowing down. Um, yeah, he let me go. He said, you know, couldn't afford, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it was. I was mostly biding time until the Arcadian opened. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my first... No, you know what? Grove Hill was my first official sous chef title. 
So did you have a little more play in the menu being a sous <sighs> Absolutely chef? Absolutely not. No. That no. was that was more um, just making. That was the advance in the mm. um, in the name of the payers. Well, I mean, in a chef-driven concept, it's it you know it's the next step. Well, yes, but the the chef generally is it's his vision. Mm-hmm. So like you know. He may let you run specials. He may, you know, he may give you a dish on the menu. But he's he may, still driving the ship. But it's it's his baby, you yeah. know. And that's and that's the 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 yin and the yang of that industry. It's it's I you know I've said it to you guys a bunch of times. I can make the best head cheese, the best ever by technical standards, but it doesn't matter if you're not going to order it. That's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It if if you, like, do you know what head cheese is? Nope. It's isn't a brain. Of some sort, it's it's the gelatinous liquid from the head. So it, it I mean, I'm not even go into the the process of making it, but it, when you when you see it on the plate, it doesn't. It's it's not a it's not a sexy thing. It's, it's not, not a feeling. steak. It's not a you know. And you're and, and you hear head cheese. It sounds like something that you pulled behind your ear. Right. Mm-hmm. So my point is, is that when you label something by its technical term, make it the best. It still can be quote disgusting by the uneducated, right? But being the educated quote unquote, there's not enough educated. But no, I'm not saying that at all. It's it's that's what makes the educated educated is that they're they are elevated, but they're fewer than the mass. Mm-hmm. So you can't run a business model off of being selective. That's why Applebee's can sell chicken tenders. Because everybody I mean, knows chicken tenders. Everybody tender. needs chicken tenders. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, right. you say head cheese, they're like, what the fuck is that? I, literally. Right. Like, I, I can't even go to a place that has head cheese on it. Right. I, why would I do that? Why right. would I even waste you know, my money? A lot of places would say that about Fraudois, too. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, you're 100% correct. About that. Right. But that, you're <laughs> right. And you can make a market off of being a special occasion, like we were talking, you know, I said before. But if I just open up, you know, Georgie's Kitchen in the middle of wherever I am and I want to sell foie and bone marrow you're all going to have a select few people who's who are eating that wherever right. I am yeah, yeah. Right, exactly right. And that's you know I mean so market research and that's the thing is chefs are not businessmen we're not we it, it's a it's an artistry it's a it's a passion but that does not translate to regular Josh fi- Mo. well financial gains right it if I want to get the best carrot, the best carrot's going to cost me more money. Mm-hmm. But you as a consumer, will you recognize the best carrot? No. So then why should I buy it? Right. But that's what chefs want to do. So out of the, some of these like higher-end restaurants who... Like, I guess... I'm trying to... Th- I can't think of the celebrity chef name. He's down in like South Carolina, Savannah, Georgia area. Um, uh, at a, uh, He's got... Uh, I know Sean Brock. Yes, him and but looking at his restaurants, I mean those are fancy places, and there's only like he might only serve twenty five people that night. Sure, and he's using the freshest ingredients and off like whatever's in season. And if it, sure, it, hmm. if the head cheese happens to be on the on menu, the menu then people. But that's because he's Sean Brock, right? They know the name. They're I'm, gonna follow I'm not. I'm not that. So that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is is maybe yes, if you build it, they will come. But will they? For his name, I guess yes. But you don't. I He's mean, built it already. If right, we're ta- if we're, ta- if we're talking about Sean Brock, right. I will. You know, we're gonna go see what Sean Brock's doing. Right. He's written books. He's he's, I mean, famous. He didn't start yeah. out like that. That's something that he grew into. And, of course. Yeah. Okay. But the, I'm not. I'm not debating that mm-hmm. for one. I'm 
sweat of his brow, absolutely. My point is, though, is that now we, 5,000 miles away, are talking about Sean Brock, who, yes, has done the Lord's work to elevate himself, but that's why you're willing to put his things into your face because you heard somebody else talk about what somebody else said about a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's great, but like Instagram views don't translate to dollars the way that people think they do. So I mean, I don't I don't I don't take pictures of my food because I want like, eat it. Right. Just just eat it. Right. Like if yeah. if you like you like if you don't. And you you'll don't. come back right. then, you know? Like it doesn't matter if I've got a flower on there to make my chicken paprikash pop. Yeah. That means not right. It's still cheeky pop, you know. So, buying your time to Arcadia. uh, I mean, we know the story. I mean, it never for you never really came to fruition. But you know, were you at Graffiti before Arcadia? No, that was after. Okay, Um, okay. Arcadian, yeah, fizzled. Um, It it. That's a crazy story about that. How Mm -hmm. it just shut down. That's fucking crazy. Four and a half months and gone. It was a three and a half million dollar build out. Um, beautiful equipment, beautiful, brand new, everything. Shiny. I went there. I actually, yeah. I went there and had the food. It was it, good food. It was, and it was. But, <laughs> but that's the thing too is we were doing pizza and fried chicken, and like French toast sticks for brunch. So like, yeah, it was all very tasty. But who is that attracting? You know what I mean? Like, who's the market for these? Yeah. Like we had, we had that and oysters. Like, yeah. Who who's who's coming it wasn't there? A, it wasn't a, in, in a. Man, it was, it was the location was definitely different, I guess. And it was an up and coming location in Cleveland, yeah. like a Gordon. It was in Gordon mm-hmm. Square, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. At that time, they were kind there of like no parking. There's just no parking. There was no parking. That's it the was problem. Weird. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If if you guys have some extra cash in the next ten fifteen years, invest in the bar that I want to buy. But like, it's gonna have parking. It's gonna have like it. it there's so many check boxes. You can't just sell booze. You can't just do. The thing is, you, you've got like, you, yeah, you can sell it, you can have a place where you can sell alcohol and mark it all up. Yeah, you know what brings people to bars? Food. Food. No. Try again, bartenders, chicks getting closer. There it is, women. Yes, women bring people to bars. Hooters, I, 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 I mean, but I mean, that's at the Hooters. most basic, right? Yeah, principle right. of it. Yeah, but that's it's not a fancy bar, no, it's random bar food. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the that they have babes out. serving yeah. you, absolutely, they're going to be successful, and that and that's it. Yeah. Is is men will come to that and bring their family. But that's my point. Is you guys as as single younger guys will go to bars because that's where the hot chicks are at, right? And then we're you know we're getting into different you know genres, I guess. But my my point is is that you can have a bar, you can sell booze, you can call it a day after that, but. What you need to do, you need to have your bathrooms cleaned, because that's where the women go. Mm. The women. That sounds so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow! Ah, uh, sorry guys. We love all men and women and, and everything in between. <laughs> the disclaimer coming up front. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you've seen the business. You know what sells. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah. know what brings in the money. You know, it so, works. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. The 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 you have to attract the entire you have to be you have to be um you can't be so after a slight falling out with Arcadia 
Where was uh, Big George going now? Uh, that's where Barbecue happened. Um, I met... Ooh, I never went there. It was a small uh, barbecue shop in Parma that I think is still running. Oh, is that the place that w- there was no indoor dining or something like no, that? Yeah, just a storefront. Yeah. Takeout, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a really, really nice smoker. It was a Southern Pride smoker, and it was a rotisserie inside an offset. And it was really cool to watch. Yeah. Um, I met John at Lola... <clears throat> And he was partners with uh, with Danny. John spent some time on the great food truck race. Uh, I think they came in third in one of their first couple of seasons, so so he had some cred that way. Um, one of the cool things they were doing was chicken cupcakes. Dude, those things! I know they were paying the ass for you to prep, but Miserable. they were so good. Like, Miserable. can you explain what chicken cupcake is? I would is? love to. Yeah. So oh, so we took a chicken thigh. <laughs> And we we would we would get skin on thighs, skin on bone in thighs, mm-hmm. and we would take the skin off of the thigh. Okay. But you had to do that kind of surgically, so you didn't tear the skin because we need the skin for later to be in a whole piece. Does okay. That make sense? Yes. Yes. So, yes. Yes. So then you have to debone your chicken thigh. Yeah. And you're gonna say, George, why wouldn't you just buy boneless, skinless chicken thighs? Right. Well. The part of the problem is is that when you buy a boneless, skinless thigh, you don't always get what's it's, it's the oyster, and it sits right on next to one of the joints of the thigh, and if you cut the thigh right, you get this extra. It's like the darkest dark meat, if that makes any sense. Yes, it's okay. it's. It, 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 it you it, there's a noticeable difference. It's tastier than. There's a reason why it's called yes. the oyster, right? <laughs> so you have to the the goal was to make sure that you got that piece inside of the the chicken thigh as you opened it up and removed the bone. So you're essentially you're trying to butterfly away the bone mm. so you have this flat piece of chicken. Well, that's great. You rub that down on both sides. You rub the chicken skin down on both sides and then you've got to form a pocket with the chicken skin and then ball the thigh meat back into the chicken skin. Okay. So then after your meat is, you know, fanning out of the bottom of your chicken skin ball, you flip that back over and that goes into a muffin tin, cupcake tin. Oh shit. So you've got your exposed skin on the top and your delicious chicken ball underneath that's all rubbed up and tasty. That hits the smoker, and then it gets misted with butter and then rubbed, and by the time it comes out, it's... It holds form. It looks like a cupcake. It sounds, yeah, it sounds solid. You can literally dump it out of the, uh, of the tray, and then it's smoky and delicious, and then you hit it with a blowtorch. It was a Searsall, actually, at the time. Um, which I don't know if they make anymore, because those are pretty cool. But it, it was a way to sear. Um, it had like this metal screen that you would attach to a blowtorch, and it would diffuse the heat. Anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and that would crisp them up, and they were delicious. That sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, I've had it a couple times. The chicken cupcakes were definitely. I mean, everything was good. I mean, it was it was a good place, but when they sell out, they they're done. And sometimes they sell out at lunchtime, and then you just that's they're it, done. done, done for the day. That's it. So. It was kind of it was hit and miss sometimes, and 
it was rough, but and it wasn't that wasn't a a forever spot by any means. I was there to help them get open. Um, you know, you can do a couple of things. We're doing this. Like I need somebody. You know, and you're I was basically filling a void, mercenary kind of. Right. You know, but like, you, there you learned how to smoke and barbecue. You learned yeah. a different. It was that's another skill. That's, that's a whole different. And that's why you play with smoke you flavor and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, um, you learned about making a fire, controlling heat. Um, like I learned that I don't particularly care about smoking. I don't. It's not a fun. Like people like to take their day and you know smoke the the brisket. Nope. Yeah. I don't. I. That's the, a long day. It's an it's an art to use wood and fire properly. It is. Yeah. You can you can get cheat methods. You can get the pellet smokers. They're great. I'm I they they put out fantastic product. Yeah, I want one. Smoker. Yeah, yeah, electric one. Yeah, I, I want one. It's not bad. Thing. I don't need to. I don't need to master the elements to make my food good. I. Dude, it's so easy. Like I'll go get a full fucking chicken. I'll mm-hmm. get two of them. I'll fucking season them up however the hell I want to. And I'll throw them in there. Put leave them in there for however long. Leave them in there. Done. And done. Done. Dude, to that point, we got an air fryer a couple of years ago. Yeah. I no longer have a microwave. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't need it. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Grilled cheese in the air fryer, hands down, the best. They're they're incredible. Like I don't, I can't have a deep fryer in my house because it stinks. Right. It just you like the maintenance is terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. But this air fryer, it'll do crispy, you know, crispy fries, and then I've got a rotisserie option too. I've done whole chickens. I've oh, done shit. pork butts. I mean, combine that with my sous vide. Yeah. 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 You don't need anything. It, it like. It's. I don't turn my oven on in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I've I've dabbled with smoking. I've made my own bacon. I've gotten the pork belly and cured for the week and smoked it. And I've taken raw kielbasa and I've smoked that myself. And and I've done pork tenderloins and chicken and stuff in it. But I mean, it's fun. But yeah, I mean that that's a day. Yeah, I mean, that's no, a it's, day. It's a that's a planning day. And yeah. it's expensive. Yeah, it's yeah. like. The first time you do it's expensive, you know, so you got to do it again, obviously, yes. curing. And, but it is, it's, there's no, I don't find the benefit in sitting next to my fire to make it perfect. I want my meat to be perfect, but I don't, I can't control the wind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that yes. bothers me. That yes. bothers yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I want a gas fire with, you know, 56,000 BTUs. And I know that I can turn it to medium and it's going to be the same thing every time. Exactly. That's how it, that's, right. it's repetition. Mm-hmm. That that's the cook. That's not the chef. That's the cook. Yeah. But, yeah. I I want to. I want to make the thing, but it doesn't have to be hard work. You right. Know what I mean? Like the goal is efficiency. So why should you blow on briquettes? Build just a to... fire. Do all this crazy shit. Exactly. Like n- there's not a restaurant in town that's. <sighs> right. <you know>? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> to right. To get their fire started, why no. should you? Right. Like, exactly. The you might as well just. Click it and go. Well, yeah. No wonder yeah. why you're not happy with the results if your fire's too cold yes. or if your fire's too hot. Yeah. You don't have to control a fire. Like that's a skill in and of itself. Yes. I don't need that skill. Yeah, you're not doing that. I don't want that skill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <clears throat> so that was kind of like a shoe in spot, kind of helping them get going. And I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you did move on. Yeah. I mean, How long were you there? That was that was you weren't there very long. No, that that was to get them running. Um, I think actually leaving there, yeah. So leaving there got me into graffiti. Mm-hmm. Um, that spot, 
That place was. That cool. was a fucking spot, dude. I I really like that thing. That was a um, fucking spot. We come up on a Sunday. We just get oh, day dude. drunk. Well, oh, yeah. sitting there. I was, the best part. I was day drunk. Like, oh then, my god. <laughs> so, so, they have a nice patio, and yeah. you just sit out in this patio, and oh, yeah. it's like just and like the Mother's Day special you guys ran that one year. That was fucking phenomenal. What did we do? You I don't remember, buffet. but it was beautiful. You did a... It was a breakfast buffet. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I remember. Okay. But it was delicious and everything was like great. the Mother's Day. You, right. you did... The <laughs> told you about 12 restaurants you want to talk to <laughs> the one Mother's Day. <laughs> that one Mother's Day, right? <laughs> oh, did you have eggs? Cool. <laughs> we thought you were incredible scrambled eggs because you just... And all you did was whip them in a blender. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you just put more air into them and you whip them in a blender. Uh-huh. And yeah. They were the fluffiest scrambled eggs I've ever oh, the, had. Oh, the frittatas? They were just scrambled eggs. Or were they, were they just basic... Uh, they were just like, like, scrambled eggs. Oh, yeah, buffet out of, out of the pan. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Air them up. And, but you had, like, locks and stuff like mm-hmm. that, too. And, I mean, it was, it was nice. Graffiti it was, was, was really cool. Like, I it met, was. I met the, the one of the other owners. I, I met... I knew his wife. So there were, there were two owners of Graffiti. They owned together Cork and Cleaver in... I don't remember what city it is, by Independence. Anyway, okay. Um, and then they were, they were brother, they were step brother, no brother in laws. So I knew his sister, his wife, Adam's sister, Brian's wife. I ran into Brian at Porco, <coughs> and was like, "Hey, I need a job." He's like, "Oh, come see me tomorrow." So he sent me down to go see Adam, and that's where I got into graffiti. Uh, they had uh, they had a good team running. Adam was just up for Chopped at the time. Oh wow! Um, he had won, I think. No, he had just done it when I when I was hired, and then we later learned that he was that he had won, but that was all on the download before it aired. Huh. Yeah, you're not um, supposed to say who won yeah. and this and that until it's aired, or you can tease or something like that at a certain time. And you then... can talk about it, but you can't give who won. Yeah, who definite. Lost. Yeah. But that was another cool thing is we got to do the watch party for his event, and we had to recook or we got to recook all the things that he made. On oh, the that's show. fun. Yeah, yeah. So we, like waffle burrito was fun. Um, and here you actually got a little more. Say in a menu. Yeah, yeah. yeah you had more control over what was going no, on. No, that that's where he's like, you know, a couple of things. You need, I need specials. Run it. Like that's where I got to make my chicken paprikash wings. That was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Um, so you took all the stuff that you learned from all these places, and you got to combine your flavors. And this was the first place to. This is the food that George wants to. I got feed to play. You. Yeah, I got yeah, to play. Yeah, exactly. And and it was it was. No, you know what? I, I appreciate that sentence, but there there wasn't that, that much confidence behind it. Um, it was where I was really just kind of stepping out and seeing if if somebody else would eat the things that I'm making, you know? Right. Um, it, it's, it's weird. It's a weird thing to, to put the effort into something that somebody's going to consume. Um because they're gonna, they're, you know, unless it's bad, they're gonna eat it. Yeah. And you know, and there's always the pleasantries of, oh, good job, because you did it. So right. you never really know. Did you, did you take any of like flavors that you learned? Because I mean, like you said, like black pig was more of like the French, but kind of a little more modern French or swaying that way. Or, and you said what fire was more Mediterranean kind of deal. So. Did you ever incorporate those flavors into when you actually got your, or did you just? 
I would think it would be more and... more technique than than flavors per se. Um, like there's there's a way you know like for instance cooking a steak. The the thing that happens when a steak caramelizes is called the Maillard reaction. <laughs> you know that is a base principle. That's what happens when meat hits fire. But everything else after that is up for interpretation. So, it, like, you learn how to feel that a steak's done, but there's also, I mean, how many cuts are on a cow? You mm-hmm. can't, you can't touch, right. feel everything. Right. You can't, but... Everything doesn't feel the same. Exactly. But technique goes a long way in that you can, you can replicate the things that you've learned before. Like, you know that a tablespoon of garlic tastes like this in this much pork mm-hmm. you just you just know that because you've tasted it a thousand times because the dishes you put out you taste yeah did you bring the confit wings to graffiti or was that there because i mean that's a different take on a wing itself i mean that's just not a i don't a remember chicken wing and i i think you did it with your popper chicken popper tosh wings like it was the confit wings with the chicken popper tosh and I, I mean i certainly wouldn't claim to say that i brought it to him um, it may have been... Because that would be a different technique that you well, might have learned and brought. Uh, and, I mean, Greenhouse Next Door um, from mm. Lola was doing the, the confit chicken wings. Um, uh, duck confit at fire was a thing. So, I mean, it, you know, cooking poultry and fat is a phenomenal way to do things, but it's expensive. Mm. And that's, you know, partly what I was talking about before is if, you know, as the chef, if you green light that, like, how much does it... Yeah, it's fucking delicious. But how much are you going to sell of it? How much does it cost? Right. How, yeah. You, like, let's assume we're super busy, but but how much does it cost? Right. You know? Like, are we selling it for enough money? Like, is it if it's 12 bucks on the, on the menu, are we getting robbed? Right. Should it be 18? Who's going to pay 18 bucks for chicken wings? Well, it turns out people will now, but, you know... Yes. Mm-hmm. So you got a, but you did get a little more leeway. So you got a little, you did experiment a little bit. I got, I not only did I get leeway, I got pushed to make things, like that. That's the whole idea of the, you know, of the kitchen is that, hey, I got this idea, you taste it after I make it. Somebody better than me, put it in your mouth. What do you think? And then somebody says, well, need some acid, need some salt, and then that's where you learn that that. When you, that's where you learn that balance because that's all cooking is is a balance it needs some acid it needs some salt it needs some savory it needs some sweet that's it it just like mm. your ribs right your ribs want to be smoky that's your savory right. your ribs want to be sweet that's your barbecue sauce you can have your heat in your barbecue sauce or you can have that in your ri- in your rub your sa- I mean it, it just has to all be there right your acid is a is, good balance of everything mm-hmm. you yes. don't want it too much somewhere else you want to it's it's all about all finding balance. that even and the, yeah okay, yeah. <clears throat> so know. I mean you were at graffiti for quite a long time yeah, though. Graffiti was a while, uh, a couple of years like, yeah. yeah yeah and then and then they you know that was that was a dark day too. I was prepping for brunch and this person comes in. I was in the restaurant by myself, and he says I'm here to take the pictures. Adam had just one chopped, and I could I was like okay I can throw together the things like I'm not really ready but give me a minute it's like no 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 for the building okay well, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking to me for I got things to cook mm-hmm. he's like oh well it should be fine right because you guys are closing next week 
Damn. Dude came in to take the pictures and then they, oh man. And that's how so you didn't even find out from anyone that you work with. You right. found out from the appraiser. So I you know the I the realtor. The, who the fuck it, Ford Ranger this guy drives away in. He he just disappears. Like I don't even get any more clarification from him. Yeah. So I'm blowing up I'm blowing up at him. Brian, his partner, comes in. Again, I'm still the only one there. Uh comes in he's like let's grab a smoke well this sucks we're walking outside of the patio and he offers me a cigarette I'm like fuck oh (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's the second time that's happened right and uh all of them, what, like three or four years, something like that, right? What's that? That the, You had two restaurants that you were working in, shut down. It's, I mean, do the math, I don't right. know, right. so many. Yeah, that's fine. But, but I mean, that's that's also the restaurant biz. I mean, right, is it, though? Right. I mean, it? yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that one, that kind of restaurant, yes. Your your you know, Applebee's and Fridays will be there until the end of time. We were, off of the 08 recession, we we were lied to, I think, as as young chefs, as this is, like, it was it was the first, not the first, it was another bubble. Yeah. Nobody saw it. There was a time, you could, you can't have a 160 seat restaurant when there's another 160 seat restaurant a quarter block down the road. It just doesn't work. Right. There's not that many people to come to your place. No. There's not that many people now to staff it, and that's the problem. But but that's what we're recognizing is now the 16 people that can afford to go out and go to these places are pissed. Yes. So what's the what, what do you think the optimal seating capacity of a restaurant should there be? There is no optimal seating capacity. It's 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 you you negotiate your floor at the at the door. There you, we don't sit out and say we've got 120 seats. Yes, our restaurant may have the space for that. But we never we don't that's not how we plan things. It's it's we it's there's so many other factors in 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 negotiating your your day to set up your team for success that it's not like that's the problem with these bistros and that's what happened three, four years ago was you have these cramped little little restaurants that, oh, I'm a chef so I can go cook things. Now I have to have 40 tables inside of this, you know, 500 square foot room and we're all asses to elbows. That's mm-hmm. not an intimate dining experience. No. That's not what you want. That's to a do. miserable dining experience. That, that's all wants to do with that shit. That's not busy. No. That's just. And, 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 and at that point, it doesn't even matter if your food's good. I mean, mm-hmm. you walk in, I have to fucking like sit here like this next to the table next to me. I don't want to do that. Well, you can sign up for that. You know, right. like, you can. There's if you, places totally you can go for that. But yeah. I mean, if, if you want to go to the club, if you want to go to the hip, trendy place, whatever right. it is, yeah. whatever the verbiage is. But I don't want that in intimate dining experience. Right. If I want to talk to my lady, if I want to talk to my my good friend, my confidant, I want dim lights, quiet, you know, not quiet, but I don't, I, like, we should have a conversation and not hear the people next to us. Right. I don't want to hear your cell phone nonsense. Yes. <sighs> Unfortunately, we all want to replicate that, but the people that respect those things aren't necessarily, you, you know, like I said before, special occasion restaurants. You can't... Whoop. Oh. You can't. Uh... Sorry. Right. He said whoop. Uh-huh. <laughs> whoop. We'll spill. We'll spill. You can't right. tell. It'll be fine. That's that's fine. It's more um, for damper. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You, you can't expect those people to come to support your business. So you need the lower 
I don't want to use the word lower, but you need the, the hot dog and hamburger crowd. And that's where the money is. The better food you make, the less money you make as a chef. Because the more money the food costs. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. It kind of does make sense. Now listening about it, it makes sense. It was a terrible realization. Yeah. You, you, like, if we if we owned a Domino's, or if you owned a Domino's, right. you know, yeah, your employees are making shit. But right, but I'm killing it. You're killing it! Yeah. Because your cost is nothing. And it, Correct. I mean, how much does a pizza cost now? $25? $35? Probably. And it costs you... <clears throat> Nothing, right? To make no, it, no. That's not. That's nothing. Not entirely it's got nothing. But I, mean, but I mean, but no. Everything's five, up. Five dollars. Everything is up. Right, right. It, it's it's like a five dollars to make the pizza, but you're making twenty five. No, you know. coming through. I mean, this is graffiti. This happening, and I mean, I was sad, and especially when, when how the, how, done, how you found sad. out and everything else, and seeing everywhere that you've been in the past years. I mean, you were like month stints. Like you were in all these places were. I mean, yeah, short you, stints, but I mean, it was in and out. But you saw. You were in the trenches through this shit. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So oh, after you, you busted my balls a lot for that. Like, I mean, you... Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Where's yeah. George again? Where's, Bust, yeah. Yep. Busted my balls yep. for but that. But we came every place you Absolutely. pretty much went. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Sport, we yeah. appreciate it. No it debate. Was, yeah. No, no you, debate. You do a phenomenal Sport's there. I'm just... You specifically have busted my balls <laughs> on different jobs. It's fucking Joe, dude. It's fucking Joe. It's fucking Joe. Yeah. But, uh... Like, after this... Did you ever feel discouragement through this? After graffiti, I was almost done. I went and took a week and a half with this gutter sales place company because I found an ad on Indeed or whatever, and they're like, you can make a million dollars, and I said, cool. I was done. Like, it's... it's really? What, yeah. I didn't know you did that. I yeah. didn't know that was a well, thing. Nobody did. Oh, like, you know? Yeah. Like, why? Why right. am I going to keep getting canned, keep getting shut down, right. keep putting my heart and soul into these things, keep doing all these things to get... Nowhere. I mean, right. like, why? Like, yeah. It, my, re- but like, yeah. Every year and a half, I am the one that's on the outside, not everybody else. Right. <laughs> and that was really kind of sinking true. Like, maybe I can go, you know, sell some food, or I can be because that's what chefs do when they don't want to be chefs anymore. Is they go to work for one of the, you know, Cisco or U.S. Foods or one of those guys, and they go sell food to chefs and. That's a that's a progression that, that a lot of guys have. So you I know, guess that kind of makes sense. You, you yeah. said that you know you how know. it's made, then you're like, all right, this is what it is. Yeah. You, you know you the things, it. and you can tell a young guy who doesn't know much. And if but you then you have look. to be a salesman, and but I'm I mean I'm already kind of a salesman. Come eat my true, shit, man. True. Hey, I'm a you know, yay, it's good food. Yeah, but it's but you're also a chef, and, and it's just it's, there there is there is some skill to back it up, sure. Yeah, but also telling you lose people, the creative side of you, you know do. the food and you know that stuff, but. You lose some of that creative side when you just go into that. Absolutely, but you get dollars instead. Yeah, you know? right. Which is what it's all about. That's are you, what you're but at that for. point, yes, are you? But I mean, I, I, at this no, point, no. I would say are you win it for the the art of cooking, or are you win it for. I know, I know a job. I know a job's job, and it, that's what that's it is. A but whole I mean, other like, thing is is part of taking this new position is now I'm kind of close to forty. I have no college degree. I have no other skills per se than you know than the culinary side of things, and that does not translate to dollars. It, well, it, it, anything that like I can go and be a factory worker. You know right. what I mean? Like, True. you know, you'll hire me to go, you know, for fifteen bucks an hour to go labor shit. Right. Like, but that doesn't that doesn't that's frying pan fryer. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like it it doesn't help. So, you know. It, I don't know what the the next step could or would be 
Well, we'll get to yeah. that. But so, I mean, I mean, okay, discouraging from graffiti. But I mean, you did move on. That I'm sorry. Yeah, I did not know what the next step could or would be mm-hmm. when I was looking at the um, at the gutter place. But I went there for I don't know a week and a half and. Did you make a million dollars? It didn't, I did not, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Definitely didn't make a million dollars. I did not. No. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hated it, so I threw my hat in the ring for, you know, execs. Um, a guy I knew knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy and uh, went and interviewed, and I thought I had a high price point when I drove out there, and that was Warren's. Okay. Um, okay. You know, I, we interviewed, and it was a nice conversation, and I left, and... I knew I did a good, you know, it was a great interview, um, but I wasn't going to go out there for anything less than what I was going to go out there for. Right. And you had to drive, you were, you were living out in Perry, uh, I think, right? Uh, wherever I was living. Right, yeah. you, you had to drive, Perry, I remember yeah. that. You it remember wherever you Burton, Burton is a drive from everywhere. It is a drive from everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> that was the closest you've ever came. Except for yeah. Newberry, I except guess. Except Manjo's. <laughs> I mean... Came back home, George. <laughs> Came back to John County. <laughs> We're all started. <laughs> but Warren's was good, and you yeah, had, Warren's was excellent. You had a lot of creative. Uh, Warren's was on freedom. Me. Yeah, that was that was here, George. I've got a couple expectations. We need to keep this menu item. Keep this menu item. Other than that, it's on you. Um, I like you know and. I think he's got four or five items permanently on his menu that I put on there. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, um, the guy that I took over for was essentially a mad scientist. Really good cook. But, like, he had a, uh, what the hell's the thing called? What's it called when you spin the, the centrifuge? Okay. Um, he had one of those in the kitchen. For what? Exactly. He was. He Can I was, say what is a centrifuge? So you know, like um, you know in the, the hospital uh, or the doctor's office, that they put the vials of like uh, blood in. <gasps> yes. Okay. 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 Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So what he was doing, the thing that I remember um, that was referenced to me was he was essentially making clear grape vodka, or no, clear grape juice to add to vodka. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay, like a cool, like, cool, cool idea, kind of, but like nobody cares, right? So it cost a bunch of money to take the purple out of the grape juice, mm. and then he's got like, because like, again, I don't, I don't know how it works, but you like, sure, the centrifuge spins, but you've got to have a separating agent in there that costs money. Maybe maybe Correct. it's agar Correct. or whatever, right, but, right. Then you get this, then you've got to put this into this, and you can do a fluid gel, like. How do you make money off it? Well, and they used it for a drink. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You get to the point where it doesn't it doesn't matter. Right. Like it doesn't matter. It it might be cool, but can right. bacon's cool? That's cheap and easy. Put that in your Bloody Mary. Exactly. To that point, though, at Graffiti, we had to put a whole Cornish game hen on a Bloody Mary. You were famous for your Bloody Marys. Miserable. So at execution, it was miserable. Oh my god. Yeah, but that's you told us to look that up on Instagram. Like that's what we were famous for. That's oh, what yeah. graffiti was famous for. Was that I, Bloody I Mary? Yep. Came out in a pitcher with a full fucking Cornish game hen on top. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hard boiled eggs, pickles, uh, bacon. I think there was bread. I don't know. It was anything yeah, we could find we just threw in the thing. <laughs> and that's the thing, there was no romance with it. Anything we could find we just threw on it. 
Yeah, but you're not romancing over a Bloody Mary no, that's on Sunday a, morning. Yeah, no. Nobody is. No, but but they are. That's the thing, is the Instagram picture thing. Like, everybody's like, oh, well, this is so cool. Like, yeah, but, right. that's, but that crowd, to me, that crowd is like the groups, like you have your groups of ladies or your group of four or something, they're going for brunch on Sunday morning, they're going to get a Bloody Mary like that. Four or five yeah. Bloody Marys later, they're blacked out on Sunday. Don't even, I mean, if we, if we were sitting at brunch, like if we ever are scheduled ever aligned to make that happen if we sat down and proceeded today we'd have gotten a fucking bloody mary yeah yeah, yeah you know what i mean like like yeah i mean i don't like tomato juice Not i don't, like I don't, I don't do bloody marys either i'm actually i'm a, mor- I'm a so, mimosa so guy. we wouldn't have we would but yes yeah. but you get the point we right. got enough fucking quarters game <laughs> <laughs> so warren's you got a lot more creative outreach so yeah what what, what were some of uh, like what what did George? What did you unleash on Griff, on Warrens and Burton? Uh, the the Cuban egg rolls were a lot of fun. Um, pulled pork. I, I inherited a lot of cured ham from the guy that uh, that was there before. It was just hanging in the rafters, and again, it was done right. But you can't legally, excuse me, like you can't you can't sell that. Like right. it was it was it was fine. It was great. Yeah, but I can't put like house-cured prosciutto on the menu because how how is it house-cured? Right. It's swinging in my attic. Well, if a health department comes over... They're not going to be too happy about They're going to be very upset. Yeah. Did you have to, like, remove them from the rafters when the health department came or something? Like, no, mean, it, was, it was... They didn't know. It was oh. just... It was... It was... In a, it was in the... Like, the apartment's attic. It was... Gross. <laughs> Well, well, it was. I mean, it was clean, you know. Right, but, right. But but being a customer, so thinking pr- prosciutto originally was cured in caves. Okay. So like they they would hang pork loin or pork. Uh, le- God damn it. Um, ham. Thank pork you. Cut. The butt. The yeah. butt. Thank, yeah, you. The yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> That's right, George. for you. And that was hung in caves. Okay. So like they took the same thing, but they're just hanging from the rafters. Yeah. yeah, so like the the outside air thing is not is not the problem. That's yes. that's the idea with it. You know, yeah, an attic is probably arguably grosser than a cave. I would say I guess, yeah. I'd but, say so. Yeah. Um, you don't you don't eat that's you don't eat the outside of it. You know, right. you, you cut all that stuff off, so it's fine. Same thing with blue cheese. You know, mold is good in some mm-hmm. aspects. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, the the Philly, the Cuban egg rolls those were those were delicious. Um. The ramen that I got to play with for a little bit was fun, uh, it, but he he allowed me to get nice ingredients and play around. But again, it was Burton, and there's not a whole lot of people that want to. There, those people might not want to try something different. Oh no, no, actually, he had, a, he had really? a very great uh, open clientele there. It's the problem is, is my ideas can be the best ever, but a lot like I can't cook the fries and make the scallops at the same time and serve the amount of people that need to, you know. So the the problem then becomes, like, I can do all the things, I will do all the things, but I can't do all the things all the time. So you need the workforce behind you. So you need the team. Yep. And where's the team? Like, we can't, you have this vision, I can train whoever you bring in, but if there's nobody coming in looking for a job, what am I supposed to do? How do I train these people? Mm-hmm. How do I? And you're training them to your palate and what you do. So, also having somebody that's has experience from the outside should also help. 
in that sense, or not. I mean, you wouldn't need as much training necessarily because they kind of have the skills and. Absolutely no. I mean, I I would hire. I would I would prefer to hire somebody obviously with all the skills and all the abilities. Um, it, obviously, that's never going to happen because it's my vision. So how could they mm-hmm. ever have this? Right. Thing? Yeah. It's an impossible <laughs> standard. Right. Um, but. I'd also rather have somebody that knows nothing who's eager than has terrible habits. Um, you know, like, I, yeah, like, if you guys wanted a job, you know, cooking, flipping burgers at the place that I'm at now, yeah, because you can, you know. Yeah, I can flip a yeah, burger. And, you know, you, I, there's you, not much, I yeah, too much skill. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Right. Like, you, you know, you, you can have a Tuesday night, make your 17 bucks an hour, and, you know. 50 bucks a night and you're gone. Right. Sweet. Or whatever it is. But, but that's all that's expected at this point. Like we're not, the, the, the fine dining is dead. It's dead. Like, no, there, there are special occasion places. Go to the marble room. Fantastic. We went to the marble room. Point in case. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Fantastic. It was beautiful. It was awesome. Incredible. It was great. Food was fucking phenomenal, (laughs) dude. Fresh seafood. Oh my God. It's incredible. And that's, that's a group that's that's the uh, lockkeepers uh, group, and they they started with one, and they've exploded. It's it's incredible to see. Is the is the way of like one person owning a restaurant and selling with that restaurant is that a thing of like the past? Do you see that small business type of deal anymore, or is it you have groups, you have places that own multiple restaurants? You might not know that they're related, but in, somehow they are. I don't. I think you're asking two different questions. Okay. Um, if if we have enough money, you and I can go into business and we can keep the bar open forever. You know what I mean? Right. That doesn't mean mean it's profitable. Um, there's also the the question of the workforce. You guys are now what? Just old enough to be starting to get old, right? Like we're thir- over early thirties. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. So I mean, again, not much older than you guys are, right. but we can all say the younger generation at this point. You guys are no longer kids, right? There's yeah. there's we a young last night that was eighteen, nineteen years old, and the way he grew up it just blew my mind. So <laughs> you guys specifically know how terrible my voice can be, how I can be mean, how I run a right. kitchen like you like to run a kitchen. You would expect no, the you standard. Guys, you guys can speak to my ignorance in that. Like, I was a young kid fucking screaming terrible things. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, you didn't have a filter. That's okay. what I'm saying. Right. So my, I mean, my only point is that I've learned a bit of a filter. Right. Yeah. Um, the classic line is, you told Ryan he should have been the low. He was the low yeah. that should have been swallowed. Yeah. yeah. And it took yeah. Ryan a little bit to think about yeah. it. And when he actually thought about it, he probably Ross almost tried. it a blowjob. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know... <laughs> It's well, a classic we were, line, though. I meant it at the time. It's well, a we classic were line. And we were asshole dishwashers, and, you know, we were just so, giving George a hard time. Hard. <laughs> 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 to this point, I was I was on Expo last uh, last night, yesterday, and um, there's a... she can't, I don't think she's old enough to drink. Um, 20-ish server... I mean, pinkish hair, you know, pretty, oh, blah, blah, blah. 
she comes up to me and she's like, can I take this and take this out of the window so I can go to my table? And I said, no. Expo being the controller of what's coming out of the kitchen. Like, it's it's my system and if if my system is wrong, then the company needs to fire me. You, right. You don't get to... Step in and do what you want. It's not, you know, so maybe maybe if I was more familiar with the situation, maybe if I had seen, you know, more days on Expo, maybe if I had been there a little while, you know, yeah, maybe she could have taken it out Mm because I'd seen the food. No, but I'm doing this my way, and, like, it was just simply no. Like, you can't take this now. Yeah. And that's where the conversation should have ended. She decided that it wasn't done then. Oh. Well, no, like, I... I, I mean, you guys can reference me yelling. Right. And you can also reference me being a dick. Yes. And you can reference the two intermingling and the two separate. It's not that bad. But, I'm in construction now. But I, that's my point, is that yeah. is that, you know, there was no personal attack. It right. was It was simply, your food is not worth anything more than the other server's food who's ranging ahead of you. Right. I'm learning this now, and we're not going to talk about it anymore. Right. Apparently that made her cry. Hmm. Okay, you're a young young lady. You know, maybe maybe I was rude. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I was busy. Maybe I, maybe I did bark. Confident, you know, yell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Barks or saying bite. You're good. The, but absolutely. Yeah. And I I get told later that that I made her cry. Well, that's not good. I'm you know I don't even work at this store. But, right. You know. So I grab her. You know, I I give the finger. You know, I catch her eye. You know, you come talk to me for a half a second. And before I can open my mouth, she says to me, if you're going to apologize to me, I don't even want to hear it. It sounds like a... That's... That doesn't seem... A, something that you say to your manager. No. Doesn't seem like you say to anything... Anything to another person. No. Why like, wouldn't you accept an apology? Right. Just like, right. And I said, well, I'm not really apologizing. I'm just here to kind of clarify. Um, you did this... This is what happened. This is how it needs to be. And her response was, "Well, I'm not usually yelled at. I, I was very. I, I did not yell at you. Right. Like, <laughs> Maybe a little aggressive. No, no. Like you, you might not like the things that I heard. Right. But like my voice did not. Like this was not a personal thing. Like, yeah. I, I did not elevate yeah. my. You know. I. And that. I guess so. To round it all out. So you're at Warren's, you're working your creative juices, and you're getting some of your your ideas out there. And I mean, what do you is is life good for you? Is this what you wanted? Is this? Uh, so yeah, I mean, yes and no, both, right? Like you know, grass is always greener. Um, it was Warren's was right around where I met uh, Valerie. So, you know, my priorities kind of shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was there was something else that was more important than putting out the nicest steak. And, and driving to Burton, and that's a haul, and oh, yeah. you're yeah. there yeah, for a, a long time, haul. and you're... I mean, it's hard to make room for life when you're working that. And that's... That's, that's, that's what steered me away from the food exactly. industry. Right. But, I mean... Well, there, you know, and there was that, that's understandable. Absolutely, there was there was a lot of satis- satisfaction personally, up until that point, and and there still is. Don't 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 misunderstand. 
Um, but, you know, she offered, like, I wanted to be home, I guess, at that point. So there needed to be balance. Mm-hmm. And you know Warren's Warren's was great, but there was no there was no Warren's two coming. There was no other expansion coming. That was that was big fish, small pond, mm-hmm. um, kind of feeling very quickly. You know, but it was great to walk out to the dining room and have the regulars, you know, shake your hand. And it was nice that the the Great Lakes Growers guy knew me by name. And here's a tour of my factory. And you know, I I Instagram them and then got free things one time. Like it was. It was cool. They put me in an online commercial. That was my first on-camera, quote-unquote, experience. Hmm. Um, you know, so... The place out in Middlefield? More Burton. Or you mean the Grove the Factory? Grove, the Grove Factory? Great Lakes Growers. Yeah. 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 yeah okay, the, yep. the purple lights and all yep. that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I know exactly what it's at. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they're selling the Heinens at this point. Oh, shit. Like, it, they're, they're, doing, they're doing business. Mm, they're, they're killing it. So you get fresh local certain vegetables all year long yeah. in a grocery store. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's there's it's, actually one in Cleveland because I when I drive to work in the winter time, and it's when it's still kind of dark outside. <clears throat> when you're coming down well. when yeah when you're coming down 77 south right after from coming from 90, there's a purple glow in the sky to the left hand side, and you're like kind of where they made that it new looked, opportunity corridor oh, yeah, over yeah. that area like. See, just per- the, the sky is just purple in that area, and that's, I mean, that's what it is, but, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, it is. It that's is cool. cool that they're taking these old buildings and putting... It's such a simple operation. And it's, they're just growing spinach and lettuce and stuff, but yeah. that well, stuff... Actually, Great Lakes is, is doing a bit of um, um, spicing. Like, they've got their, their crunchita, I think is what it is, and it's a cross between a romaine and a iceberg. Oh. So you, it, it, so they're doing like again. The word escapes me, but um, they're they're doing cool things, and and it's it's cool that a local farmer has got the ability to have the production. I mean, it's all hydroponic. It's right. fantastic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why why would you put things in dirt if they do this? Like exactly, I, exactly. You can make so many wild shit with it. it like, the ideas it, are endless. From from I mean like weed back in the day when that was hydro like that was the cool thing like it, it it works yes it may be more more costly initially I don't know sure it has to be but but to be able to get that fresh ingredient all year long and consistently yes. all year long in yes. a place where bug free you sterile. can only grow. No. Half the year here. I mean, it's it's. There's no deer eating their shit. Right. Yeah. Like the, the loss safe. has to it's be safe. incredible at just basic farms, oh, right? Like, guarantee. How do you? But even then, I mean, just we live in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You can't grow. How how do you get fresh stuff? You just ship it from California and all that stuff. But, right. Exactly. So to be able to have that local fresh ingredients that wasn't picked five days ago and shipped across the country mm-hmm. or however long and. Flash frozen and all that stuff. I mean, that's that's incredible. Well, you're you're mixing up a couple different things. You know, like like there's there's flash freezing vegetables, which is an incredible way to preserve a vegetable. You get it's better than canning. You get like if you can cool it quick enough, fast enough, you get every single nutrient that's there. Same thing again. I, I've referenced weed three times. Same thing. Same thing with the, the 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 live rosins is they cool it down, they squeeze it out, and they get the goodness out of it. But cooling it is the answer. 
when you when you can something, you have to elevate the temperature that help that does cook a little bit inside. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to regulate the temperature. Um, but you can, you can. I lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? Uh, like flash freezing it. Like that's what I was saying. Sorry. <laughs> so so there's like avocados come from Mexico. Yes. yes. That's where they come from. Yeah. They 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 come. You know, and we have them in Cleveland. Do you know how long apples stay on the shelf generally before you get to eat them? No. But that's aren't they dipped in wax? Like that's why you're supposed to wash them. That it kind of preserves the outside a little I, bit. I think I think wax is a bit of a misnomer. Um, there are preservatives, but they naturally don't go bad. I mean, as long some, as you cumin a cool, cool dark, cool dry. Yeah. Some apples have been picked a year before you put them into your head. Wow, that's nuts. That's yeah. weird. I mean, that's I understand, wild. like, avocados and stuff like that. I mean, you can't grow that around here. Yeah. Well, you can. I mean, in a box, sure. Not not in the ground, but, you know. I don't think they're growing avocados in Middlefield. No, they're not, but they could. They could. My point. Yeah, I mean, right, they, can, they like, definitely could. It's, But that takes more room. That, that Again, there's or a reason. You're right. right. There is a reason they do it in New Mexico, and that's... but. <clears throat> But that's the thing, is that some places do things better than others. There's a reason why champagne comes from France. Prosecco comes from Italy, and mm-hmm. sparkling wine comes from America. Exactly. Yeah, it's just region and stuff like that. But but that's harder when you get to perishable food, though. I mean... Well, how perishable is perishable, though? I mean, lettuce. I mean, if you can get the freshest lettuce picked yesterday and use it... Within a couple days, I mean, it's got to be crisper than the stuff that's being picked three days ago from Florida or somewhere like that. Sure, but you went to Taco Bell five days ago and it ate was, the Crunchwrap Supreme, and it was delicious. It was fucking amazing. Yeah, my point is that my point yeah. is, is that, yeah. is, that okay. is that it's nice to be holier than now when it's fun, but. Okay. Oh, true. True. Understandable. <laughs> All right. Fine. That's that does not happen very often. Uh, <laughs> got him. Yeah. I fucking got him. <laughs> stuff that I don't know in the industry that you've been in for a very long time. No, but, but it, it all comes. Who knows where it's been? The journey really doesn't make a difference. I mean, I got a buddy that raises pigs in Medina. He raises some of the best protein I've ever put in my head. But is it worth the price point? Like he's got to give them. Like he's I mean, going to. He still has to make money. Yeah, and he's going to feed them like a person at this point, right? You know, like well, yes. I mean, blind taste test. If a tenderloin from Giant Eagle to a tenderloin from that pig, could you tell the difference if they're cooked the same? I would tell you no on a tenderloin because of the lack of fat. Okay. What I would tell you is is like he'll do. Uh, I would tell you that his butts. That his that that anything that you can get that's got to be like his ribs are outstanding. It the the he raises them to have higher fat content. Correct, and okay. their fat content is a cleaner fat. So does that necessarily translate into your mouth? I don't know, but okay. I like the way the fat tastes, and I know how a dirty Burger King burger tastes, and I know mm. how bone marrow tastes. Yes, okay. I know how bacon grease tastes. You know, like we we love the breakfast diner. You know, everything's cooked in the same skillet: mashed potatoes, eggs, and or excuse me, uh, breakfast fries, potatoes. Yeah. Thank you. Right, Scrambled are all cooked bacon. in the bacon fat, and then you pull that out. You know, it's like the you know 
middle country uh, stir fry diners yeah, diner exactly. breakfast yeah. yeah it's delicious but they're all different applications of that so i mean like if the pig was killed here or if the corn cob was from mexico i don't know that it makes a difference because it it's can just be, how you can put it together well, it, it can be grown here but also grown poorly true true you know I mean, but if you have the skills to put it together correctly and make it taste good doesn't but, matter where but, it comes from well sure but 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 you both work in in jobs like how far down do you trust the supply line I mean, I know the supply line, we, it's all fucked. It can be fucked real quick. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. Like, your plastic fitting thing is, oh, this fucking idiot across the sea made it poorly and it's a piece of shit and I hate him. I, okay. All right. All right. I see where you're coming from. You know, now. like, right, you right, right, right. If it works all the time, it's great, but you right. don't trust him any further than you can throw him, you know? Right. Wasn't one of your jobs just checking the work of somebody else at Ford? Yes. But yes. So, you know, perfect world, everything, you know, but a fucking, but, but we eat for sustenance. Marco Pierre White said it all turns to shit. It literally does turn to shit. My entire job. You, wow. It, it turns to poopy. Wow. I'm sorry, Joel. Or George. George, George nice to meet you, by the way. You <laughs> small. Take back that beard. <laughs> So you're not to experiment a lot at Warren's. I don't want to get too distracted. <laughs> yes. Because there's still there's still more of George's timeline here. After Warren's, I mean, you were there for a good amount of time. It was cool. Yeah, a couple of years. Yep. You got more more experience in a different realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was after Warren's? Uh, Warren's again was you know midlife identity whatever kind of crisis you want to call it. Do I want to keep doing this? Should I keep doing this? Uh, and I basically threw my resume out to places that didn't seem like they'd be that hard and pay me enough and I'd figure it out until, or I'd, I'd work on figuring out the next step. Um, yeah, and then, and then that was Merwin's. Um, they, they were looking for a kitchen manager and I assumed that at the very least there'd be a chef above me. When I took that, like I thought I was taking a, a step down with a little bit of a bump in pay, um, but it was entirely indicative of their mismanagement. Of I mean, it's a great company to work for, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to run a restaurant, and that. Well, I mean, the place is run by the state. Sort of, but not really. Yeah, you know, like it's a separate entity. It's it's elected officials. It's. It's a guy that's got a salary that's got the top job, you know. Right. I mean, it's, it's like a fancy parts and rec. I mean, it's a parts department. Yeah. I mean, it's it's and that and that is what it is. It's it is Aziz Ansari deciding what's on the menu most of the time. <laughs> well, it, my, that's my, awesome. No, dude. I mean, my, no, but that but right, but that's first, what it is. My first tasting there. You know, the they they used to pre-COVID, they would have all the chiefs come down and taste the new seasonal menu. I'm super pumped. I've got I've got the pig wings that I had at Warren's. Those were delicious. Um, I've got this mussels and uh, chorizo dish with this fucking fat baguette, and it's got this garlic spread on it. It's delightful. It's easy to pick up. The kids can do it. <clears throat> well, the CEO comes down for the tasting, 
and he doesn't like muscles. Okay. So that's a little bit like you're you're gonna. That's yeah. a turnoff right there. Well, you're you're gonna tell me like like I'm, you hired me to be the chef, right? Right? Like you, you wouldn't go tell the golf course inte- superintendent that you don't like the grass seed, right? Like, even if you've got a personal like if you got if you got your knees cut up on Kentucky bluegrass playing baseball, you're not a superintendent of, right? So 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 you want a chef. This chef presents you with a dish. Well, I don't like this particular thing. Okay, well, don't fucking eat it. He should have just at least tried it. Here's what happened. I had to change the muscles to chicken. Because he doesn't need muscles. Okay. I had to change it to chicken. Does it what, really work with chicken? What kind of chicken? You're going to tell me this right now. Like, you're gonna t- he's in the restaurant. You want me to grill a piece of chicken and fucking throw it in here? Is that what you're telling me? Right. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're saying, George. Oh, well, the feedback on that dish from the CEO was, I didn't like it, drew a frowny face. <laughs> well, it wasn't what? right for chicken. Right. It wasn't, he didn't eat the dish. That's it. You didn't eat the thing that I prepared. You didn't eat the thing that I designed. Right. It was, like, you, it was like, it's like growing up, your parents never made you a different meal when you didn't like what it was for dinner. Right. No, you dinner was eat, fucking dinner. Right, yeah, you ate yeah. it. Doesn't matter. Dinner was dinner. I, 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 like a grown ass man does. So the disconnect from a great ran business, a great ran nonprofit, whatever the hell they are, they do a lot of things great. They do a lot of things well. Restaurants are not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. It does. It makes sense. It does. And it took a while to see, you know, and. Because this was your first time, or was Warren's your first time, getting more into the numbers and trying to do the good dishes and get your your expression out there, but also working the numbers, making it profitable, but also making it good. Uh, Merwin's, I, that's that's the thing is that is that Merwin's does not run like in a, a restaurant runs. So meaning. If if we have a sweet Saturday night where we make twenty five percent more than we were projecting, that cool. means that there's extra money in the bank to do things with, right? So we we projected our labor to hit this amount of this amount of dollars, we projected our food cost to hit this amount of dollars, and we had this many more people in than we were thinking of, so we have this many more dollars in the coffers right now. That's great. But we also then have to buy more food because we sold more food. We have to buy more booze because we sold more booze than we were planning on. So the percentage of, uh, like, you you don't get the $100,000 that you made on the Saturday night just because that's the till in the register. Because you're only expecting X to come in. You need X to come in. Right. And then other thing, then it comes in... And because you made X amounts, you need more Y amounts. Yes. Correct. I.E.B. In order food. to get back yes. to where you started. Because we need to open up tomorrow. Right. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So, but we also understand that when you make, when you have a good weekend or have a good night, there is extra money in there. The The parks ran off of a budget. So, so they decided at beginning of the fiscal year, this is what you need to run this restaurant. 
so that means if we have a good week where we sell more food, need more people to work, that means that both the numbers are depleted versus <laughs> having them refilled because of the good day. So it only hinders me to have a busy day, a busier day than projected. Okay. Because that's, that's, a, that's I feel as if that's something you really don't want in a restaurant, though. Well, you don't, but the but but the, but the way that it's don't ran, have, you don't want to get busy. Well, they they want the they want to provide the service, right? So they they never want to turn away anybody. They want they want you to come in and have your hot dog and your and your, you know, six dollar glass of beer, every single time because they just want they want to provide the service versus you owning a restaurant, you being a chef. And saying, this is my vision. This is the amount of people that this physical space can handle. This is the amount of people that my staff can handle. Again, you can have a 4,000 you know, square foot restaurant that can hold 150 people. But if you've got two people on there and one of them sucks, how do you, how do you fill it up? Like, mm-hmm. Why would you do that to yourself? Like You're going you're gonna to comp back so many more dollars than you made. It just doesn't... like. Again, you can't shut it down. I know that, but if the, if if it's only between the two, then you have to shut it down. Right. Like if it's shut down or run with, you know, what you got like no, it. You can't can't do it. Yeah. So, you tried to get your creative juices flowing, I guess, at Merwin's, but you were you were very limited to what you could and the capabilities of the place. I mean, it's. I mean, there's... it was Merwin's was where I had a bigger staff and I got to have a bigger taste at seeing the lower end of the spectrum as far as the staff went. I was, I was, I I had always been surrounded by proper criminals. Um, people that at least wanted to be there. Um, and the lack of their ability to recruit, to, to entice people, their 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 recruiting their application process alone was a nightmare. It it did not speak to the demographic that they were needing to entice. Every line cook in the world knows that come winter time, people don't go out so much, so you don't get so many hours. Right. They just know, and if they don't, they learn quickly. It's it it's arguably unspoken, but not really. The problem with the park. Again, was that they they put they labeled their their cooks as a seasonal staff. So why would who needs a job for only three months at a time? Who's signing? You know what I mean? Like who? Right. Kind Who's of gonna person? go in there and be like? And at that, if they are, they're going for the landscaping and they're going for the summertime jobs. Exactly. They're not right. going to go flip burgers or. They're not going to do the hardest thing ever to put out a two million dollar restaurant. Right. Yeah. That does most of their money in three months. They, they, why would you do that? Why yeah. would you, like, I mean, by the time I left, my cooks were getting about 15 to $17 an hour, and we were paying servers, still tipped servers, $15 an hour. Wow. Shit the bed. I watched it, dude, the bartender, because Holy there was fuck. nobody in there, sit at the bar and play his Nintendo DS. For $15 an hour, while well, I've got to make sure that my guys are prepping, my guys are cleaning, and staying busy. That's fucking 
absurd nonsense. Yeah. I, what what kind of double standard is this? That is ridiculous. It's one thing when they're making two thirty three an hour. But right. If you're going to pay somebody fifteen dollars an hour to sit on their DS, the GM should be sitting there behind the fucking bar. Correct. Just should be. Correct. Management should be coming in and just doing should something be. about it. Just should be. Right. Also, on the flip side, they paid me a bunch of money, and that got me to command a different salary when I left. So, you know, right. thanks on them. But right. I mean, you did, you did get to do some cool stuff there. I mean, this the Winterfest and... I mean, I guess the summer the Summerfest in theory is... In theory is kind of cool, but in the same sense, you're trying to run a restaurant is kind of a shitty situation. Everything I did there got bastardized by the lack of ability to execute. So you try to cut corners because you only had so much hands. Yeah, because you can't you can't do my 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 now fiance and her family came in pretty early on there. Um and you know, we like to drink, they like to drink. You could have you could have padded your tip excuse me, your check your your you could have padded your check by, by I don't know, another forty, fifty bucks if you'd just asked if they wanted another round, because mm-hmm. four or five people there drinking $6 beers would have gotten at least one, probably two. That was missed. That's not a thing that we're teaching the front of the house people. And Servers having to check the tables more often. Go ask how they're doing. It, right. Do because, want... because we're just taking anybody who will come in. Uh, you're looking for bodies. That's it. So you don't get anything else other than that. And you accept that coming in there because all you want to do is sit by the river. <laughs> Just Ugh. a bad, it's a bad, broken, turned around idea. Right. But, so, moving on to present day, because Merwin's was the last one. That was actually fairly recent-ish. But, uh, where are you now, George? What's the next step in, in this, in the industry? I mean, what what is it for you? You've had your... Damn near quits. You've had your midlife crises, and I've had my FUs. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, where do you stand now? What 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 is it for George? Well, Joe, thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Where's George now?" <laughs> um, actually, uh, I've taken uh, I've taken a new position in the past couple of weeks. Um, I can't actually say where until I get my new store. I'm under a little bit of confidentiality. Oh. Okay. Um, there's an incumbent in my position, and uh, they're not going to be there for much longer. But um, the they have a training program currently that I'm at their flag or their training store, and I'm. I'm getting every bit of information that they want me to know, which is which is a new approach that I've never had before. Um, your experience takes you for a while, and people just assume you know things, and you do know things, but then the other guy you're working with also has the same situation but different experiences. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you worked at Fridays and I worked at Chili's, we did things differently, and that's where, you know... But you're doing everything, so you're learning the servers and you're learning the I, front of the house more now. Because you, I mean, all your experience is in the back of the house, really. Well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, Lola, Lola, you know, with the open kitchen and the chef's table gave me a bit of the, you know, the service angle. I mean, 
there's there's not much more to the restaurant industry other than time management. So, you know, if you can do the thing with a smile on your face, you're pretty much a killer. Um, I'm not going to pretend that I'm the best server or the best bartender. Those There are specific and unique skills to to each of those jobs. Again, you know, cooking there is as well. But, you know, like making something tasty is not that difficult if, you know, for anybody if there's a recipe. But making it 12 times in a short amount of time is very difficult. Making 15 vodka tonics all taste the same way all at the same time with 12 sea breezes mixed in is a, is a, is a challenge. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like everybody will get it out, but to do that right is a skill. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, am I excited to get a formal taste of training on those things? Absolutely. Is it going to be a bit of redundant information? Yeah. You know, um, you treat people with respect when they come in, they have money, you want their money. So, you know, (laughs) You know, and we're in the service industry, so you, you know, you the the ideas of the the chef that I'm not cooking that too well. I don't know that those ever existed. You know, I they have money. You're dependent on that. I don't know if like that, if they're paying what they for want it, they, they want it well. Then, then you know what you it. give it to them well. You know, yeah. like we're open till ten, so we cook fucking until ten o five. You know what I mean? Like the doors don't close until ten. So if you get a check at ten at nine forty five, it sucks. Nature but, of the beast. But you know, you throw the cutting board if you want. But I'm sorry, but you still gotta cook it. Right. You know, they're not leaving. Right. Like, they're not leaving. Right. Like it. it you can leave. You know, but right. you're not coming back tomorrow. <laughs> I'll oh, cook it. Right. You know, cause, but. <sighs> mm-hmm. So, I guess, say what you can, obviously. But, I mean, where where do you see, where do you see of your future? I mean, you said before, you're almost 40. Yeah. And where, is it with this, or what this could potentially be? Or, I mean, where do you see yourself in 10 years? When you're pushing uh, 50, George, where do you see yourself? Pushing 50, George. Gross. Jesus. <laughs> right? Doesn't it sound gross? Fuck. It's just never been something I've considered. 30, I was fine with. Yeah. 40, I'm dealing with. Yeah. But 50. I... And it's coming quick, Eat too. a bag of dicks. You'll be 50 soon enough. Well, I know Damn. that. I, 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 I'm right. well aware we'll get, of that. We'll but I mean... We're right there. <laughs> when uh, I push 37 or whatever, you can tell me how I'm what I feel at 40. and Whatever. So, you know, to your incredibly disrespectful point, um, it's, I don't know how that's disrespectful. <laughs> that's probably more of a problem. <laughs> uh, my body is, uh, my body's feeling it. It's, I had a back surgery a couple, couple years ago. Um, I, I can't be the guy ducking in the coolers, scrubbing the stuff. I don't want to be my feet all the time. I do want to be home. You know, I, I, there's no kids at the moment, um, but... Uh, I could see it happening. Maybe, but, you know, the... the, the I, I don't know <coughs> many, many chefs or really industry people my age that are still in it that have had a... that don't have a failed marriage. Right. And, you know, things happen, sure. But... 
you know you don't I, want that. I don't. I there there are certain like they mostly like Valerie knows that she's you know marrying a chef, mm-hmm. but I know that I don't need to stay out until two o'clock in the morning having drinks with the crew, and that's I think where the things happen. Like if right. I if I'm out till two, then I sleep until I you know go up for the shift. If I'm out till two, then that's potential time for. Hanky panky shenanigans, shenanigans guy, multiple shenanigans, yeah, <laughs> definitely shenanigans. But that's you know. So, but if but if you don't step out and you treat the other person with respect in your home, that seems like a pretty reasonable way to keep things going. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to commit my like again if it's my house, me, yeah, right. it's my body and heart. But I'm not going to give my my soul to you know a kitchen company ABC, yeah. right? Um, it's time to go. It's time to go. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is is no, I don't get to punch out at five o'clock, and I do have to work weekends. But also, if I need a Sunday, I'm taking that Sunday without concern. Right. Part of that without concern is making sure that my house is aligned. But you know, that's not that difficult to do because we're just making food. Right. You know what I mean. And that also right. goes back with I mean, everyone needs a day. You need right. a day. I, you need I, a day. I, I mean. Depend. It doesn't matter what the job is. I mean, if you need a day, you need a day, and you still have a life. And you're not married to your. You shouldn't be married to your job unless. I mean, maybe you are married to your job, but I mean, there are people deserves, that are. There yeah. are people. Yeah. You know, and but, that's fine. I, I I was for the longest time. My priorities are different at this. You know. Yeah. And that should be. You know. You're not getting any order. Not a bad thing. So it's not a know, bad thing. To that point, um, the place where I'm at seems like. They have upward, very much upward expansion. Not only are they expanding their locations physically, they're expanding their brand um, through multiple states, and that means there's more roles for a corporate-type chef, meaning mm-hmm. I get to utilize my my chef abilities and then also use the abilities that I've gained through training or excuse me to train um, and coach people down you know down the pipe make a menu and now you're pushing it out to like 12 locations type of deal exactly and and it makes sense because I mean you know you can write a recipe for you know like your mom's stromboli blah 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 has you know it's probably a pinch of this and a you know and a little taste of this and then i spin around twice and bippity boppity it's delicious <laughs> but you know when you when you scale that up yeah because i need i need i need 16 bippity boppities how do how do i get that right that's <laughs> where it has to be idiot proof and it has to taste the same and 16 doesn't necessarily translate to 16 when physical product is, you know, different like, in certain locations, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Like well, that, yeah. Not all tomatoes are the same size. True. So, yeah. If, yeah. so if we're making pico, I can I tell you five tomatoes, or should I tell you five pounds of tomatoes? If it's if it's going to be weighed in pounds, the whole recipe needs to be weighed in, in a similar or... metric. Yes. If we're going to be in ounces, you know, like we can go to grams, but but if we're going to be in grams, we can't have the flour in pounds or cups. That makes sense. Well, when I worked at Mustard Seed, mm-hmm. everything was by the number. Like all recipes were mm-hmm. by the number and by the by weight. It was all, everything was by weight. Yep. And that's how like they bought produce was by weight and stuff like that mm-hmm. too. It was so everything was, 
all number oriented. So it's a different aspect. I mean, I never think about that side. I never th when I go to a restaurant, I think about like what food they got and you know what what I'm eating. Want to try something different? I never think about the money aspect and the, the well, business side. But as I mean, you should, as a consumer, why should you? As a yeah. guest, because that's what you are. You know, you you come you come in and you grace that that company with with your presence. You can spend your fucking money anywhere. Mm -hmm. But you choose to go there. But you choose. So, I mean, like, no, you you should never have to consider that aspect of it. A good restaurant is is nicer than coming home. Because that's the whole idea, right? The fireplace is lit. The lighting's perfect. The TV's on to the channel you love. And you know what? You can get your, you know, JoJo's and beef sliders and... Yeah, but when you go to the significant other, they always make you face the opposite way of the television. He <laughs> <laughs> said it. I'll, 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 I'll tell you how to work on that later. <laughs> that's a whole other subject. That's all, yeah, no, yeah, that, that's easy fix. <laughs> that's easy. So, but... I mean, that's so. With the hopes of becoming this corporate chef, I mean, literally, we you we started. You started from the bottom to work to a corporate chef, potentially dishing out a menu to multiple restaurants over a region. I mean, that's that's pretty dope. I mean, you went from the started from the bottom. Now we here. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you. Started yeah. The, the whole team. And it's here. fucking impressive. Thank you. Yeah. I really sure. appreciate that. Definitely. There was a lot of places and. It's fucking impressive. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, lucky, I think. A lot of right place, a lot of right time. But, yeah. Yeah, but you also, as you went from place to place, I mean, you, your resume is impressive. Thank you. It's, mm -hmm. it's huge. I mean, even if you're only there for a couple months. You and, have names and, and behind you, you back you. And you have names, and you worked at places that, and you saw the different skill and... I mean, it's it's impressive. Thank you, and you know, it, it did. It, it there's the it opened up a lot of different opportunities. You know, um, cooking for the Cavs, cooking you know, cooking for celebrities. It's all fun things to say. It's all fun stories to have, but it it only lasts a little bit. You know, you can only you can only make so much time. I think on your back before you know you have to use some of your brain, and I think that's the next step. It's you can be you just have to keep progressing and and the the specifically this no not specifically this industry. Um, I mean every trade and every that's industry what I'm should, it's, you it's, should it's, be everything should be progressing. That's, right? Everything that's is right. progressing. It's, it's the trade. It's and that's what the, culinary gets confused with the art and you know and it is like making the the beautiful thing is is fantastic. I know I know a pastry chef. She's fantastic she can make a cake it's beautiful i can never even pretend to have that in my head <laughs> and that's 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 an artist mm -hmm. i'm not that you know i i i make things that hopefully come together and taste good and maybe not always look the prettiest um but as you need flair on it, mm -hmm. yeah, something I mean, that's, mm -hmm. it's not just a cheeseburger. I mean, it's not just well, your standard. That's, and I guess that's more what I'm saying. At home is, yeah. is I'll make a, and that's what it is. is I, I'll make a basic cheeseburger, but there's, there's the right seasoning. There's, you know, I smashed it. 
So it's seared on the, you know, or I stuffed it and it's seasoned and it's, you know, and it's the right cheese and it's the right amount of cheese and the bun's toasted and it covers the bun and it, and it checks the boxes that a burger should. And, you know, you go through those small things before you throw it on the grill and it's just a good burger. Yeah. You do that every time, then you're a guy that makes good burgers. It's pretty so, easy. So you're a guy that makes good burgers. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. What in all of your in your journey, what what is probably your what are some of your cool experiences that you've actually done? Because um, I know, like, you were on probably one of the most famous local television shows in this area. You were on fucking Kitchen It with Kenny, dude. I did. I did. True. Like, Kitchen I mean, It with Kenny's pretty dope. In, in the Cleveland area, I mean, if you were featured on Kicking It with Kenny, Kenny and you had a segment for a morning, I mean, you you're made it locally. Coming. I yeah. mean, you're that's that's semi-local celebrity, it, I would say. I guess the, everyone yeah. knows that. No, well, I mean, but it was cooler to get hammered with Kenny at one time. Like, he came into a place now and I got off and he, he <laughs> I mean... I'm not gonna, but he, yeah, he was, he, he had some, some friends, and you know, did he, did he know me then? No, but it was cool to be, you know, a fly on the wall for that. Um, Hell yeah! <laughs> working at Lola, um, you remember Draft Day, the movie, yeah. the movie, yeah. yeah. Um, when they were filming in town, um, Kevin Costner, Jennifer Gardner. Chadwick Boseman? Is that who was in it? Uh, the guy that it. was in, uh, he was in Jackie Robinson. Nope. Um, I think he was Black Panther. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes, that would be him, yep. Um, and Dennis Leary all came in and sat about 35 feet from me. Um, Dennis Leary and Kevin Costner got up and um, it was an open kitchen, so they, like, you know, pulled us over to them and shook our hands. Thank you very much. Uh, Jacques Pepin, amazing French chef, came up and came on the line to, to shake every single one of our hands. Emeril was a douchebag. <laughs> As in, like, boom! As in, bam! 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 Yeah, yeah he, came in, he came in super late and coursed us out and kept us there forever and didn't do anything. Like, didn't say thank you, didn't acknowledge us. I just didn't try being just a beat us. Just beat us. Because he could. Because he could. What a fucking fuck. Uh, cooking inside of Kevin Love's house uh, a handful of times. That was probably pretty cool. cool. I met my first billionaire. Well, my only billionaire. <laughs> I, I don't know that he actually was, but that that's what was told to me. After I after he walked away, like he had a boat that said "I love yachts," or excuse me, he had a shirt that said "I love yachts," and the guy tells me, "You know why he wears that shirt?" I said, "I assume he loves yachts." <laughs> He's it's a, a couple billionaire. Well, so that was cool. Um, that's pretty dope. You know it, but it like like this is honestly more of a of a rewarding experience than like. Any of that? Not any of that. I mean, Come it's on. not like I right. Mean, right, I, right. I don't know LeBron, buddy. You're no LeBron. <laughs> I mean, but that's but, but I, that's, that's also something that you you don't put that on your resume, do you? Uh, there's that's not like a... you can't put that, but like you can allude to you know like uh, catered professional events. Uh, you know, I don't remember what it says okay. exactly. Valerie wrote right. it, but like if I guess if I was applying to something like. That had that in there, you you would you allude to the discretion while still saying that you did it. Like, 
because I also wasn't really on the books to go hang out there. I was a part of his Kevin Loves Chefs team, theoretically. Like it wasn't George that was going. It was so you had a set menu that you had to cook to. Like you didn't, or did you get to like? Uh, well, there was dietary restrictions for the first party and the second party, but the third one was just after they won the championship. So oh, must have been a hoot. <laughs> well, they were all sitting around this table talking about the uh, cars they were going to drive. All right, all right. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. Let's so, get the nitty gritty. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no right. nitty gritty. I'm still so mad about it. No, I'm not mad. You're um, mad. Uh, one of my good buddies, Sean. Um, we were we were a part of the team with the Arcadian. That was also um, a part of a part of this. They wanted mac and cheese for for one of the menus. I think it was I think it was the last one. Yeah, um, I made the mac and cheese, put it in a chafing dish, and you know we served it. They're all sitting around the table. Kyrie uh, was on the team, and he's wearing this this flannel, but it's this flannel like button down shirt, but it's sleeveless, and he's wearing it open. Um, he, he eats the mac and cheese and he scoots his chair out all dramatically and stands up with his fork in his hand <laughs> and said, this is some real MLK and bomb type shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who made this? And Sean, Sean's a black man. Looks over at Sean and says, "You made this, didn't you?" And to that man's credit, I did the same thing. He said, "Yes, I did." That's fucking great. Yeah, that's but fucking great. You know, gets to live right there. Right. I mean, you were in a room with more money than you could possibly imagine. Probably. I looked at Kevin Love's key dish, and I said to him, "This is the coolest thing that I've ever seen." It had Escalade. I don't remember the car that he was renting, and then his uh, uh, Rolls Royce Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, what kind of what 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 dietary restrictions were these people? Like I said, when I was there, they were partying, so it was it was higher. You know, it was you know, but it was mostly salmon, avocado. Um, protein was high, low fat. You know. He had a whole bunch of that. I don't remember the name of the brand of the peanut butter, but he really liked that. Um, yeah, but it was it, they were they were in game mode at that point. Mm-hmm. We got to smoke like the blunts that they left over the day after they won. Like, <laughs> That's it, awesome. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Mo Mo rolled up in like a '65 um, Chevy Impala. On it was like this burnt brown on. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. No, it was really super cool. Like, right, it was, yes. it was a lot of a lot of cool shit. Um, you know, but like I said, like coming out and doing doing these kinds of things, cooking for my you know cooking for my friends, cooking and and just throwing something together that's tasty really is. It's it, it, doing it easily for me. I think you know is is really the most. 
not the coolest. Satisfying? Yeah, that that's a better word. You know, minus um, all that making it look I mean, all you pretty. Said you do it for partially your ego, and I mean, right. if, if that's what it does for you, I mean, hey, absolutely. I mean, these are cooler experiences. I mean, what what would you say? What position or what job was your biggest learning experience? They've all brought different different aspects to it. Like all the different chefs did a thing a different way. So like. You know, no, did I have to learn to scrub the floor at every mm-hmm. place? No, but but he cooked the thing a different way. He made he made a thing he did things differently than than the next guy did. Um, so you get to see that that if you heat things in a different way, or if you season things earlier, or if you wrap, you know, it, there's so many different options. If you throw something in salt for a day, it drastically changes it. Um, you know, so you see all those different things, but the you don't know what you don't know until you don't know. You know, well, how about that? Hey. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> but that's and that, but that's been kind of the thing is you, you can ask all the questions you can you can, but if you if you don't know what to ask to keep going until somebody tells you, you're not going to find out. So you can be the guy that does this job description the best. But there's other things out there. There's other. There's other. There's other duties. There's other responsibilities. And you know, maybe it's not what you set out to be originally. But what is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's some deep shit, right? Deep there. shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Woo. Well, um, I guess nothing's really come to mind. I mean, do you have any other questions? I got nothing. That was a, that was a, that was a good interview, George. Thank George. you, guys. Yeah. I appreciate this. Yeah. Was a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you want to? I mean, do you want to? Do you have socials? Do you want to plug? If you want to, uh, at uh, Chef George Hickey on Instagram, I will uh, I will blast this out just the same. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's the that's the plug. I think. Okay. Nice. Ho- hopefully, you, that's the right screen. You're man. you're. I mean, I see your your food that you make. You do Instagram some of your food, but I mm-hmm. mean. It's when you you're on weekends, you're home, and you get to experiment and just do stuff. What you want to do? Yeah. Actually, my uh, my fiance and her younger sister set up the uh, professional account after I was on uh, kicking it with Kenny. They thought that uh, I deserved. Uh, I mean, you do a little bit mm-hmm. of likes, yeah. and you know, yeah. I don't think they're wrong. Right? Yeah. So it's no, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not a, a, a necessarily a professional thing yet, but uh, maybe there's stuff coming at the upcoming spot that I do want to advertise. Oh yeah! Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, there was one thing that really, one thing that you did in the past that really interests me was you went like foraging. Mm-hmm. You actually found local stuff like the ramps and the woods yeah, yeah. and stuff. And I mean, do you do you see yourself? I mean, is that like a hobby or is that what, like a one-time thing? Something that you learned <laughs> you, or is mean, it like? What do you mean foraging? So, like, he said ramps, for instance. A ramp is a cross between a onion and garlic. So it shoots up like a okay. green onion, but it's got a stronger garlic taste and a harder bulb and a stronger shoot. So you can saute the shoots and the leaves, and the bulbs are, uh, like, better taste to your garlic. The problem is you can't cultivate them. Yeah. So they grow. It's wild. They, yeah. They grow yeah. locally. Um, but... You know, it's the the problem that I, that I found was that when you go out and find them, you want to grab a bunch of them. But how much ramps are you gonna eat? 
So you can make ramp True. jam, you can make ramp, you can do all these different things, but how much of it, you know... Right. Uh, it's like a one-time meal type of deal. Maybe. I would, like, like I would, I would like to go out and... Like right about this season would be pretty perfect. Maybe maybe a couple of weeks ago, um, but when the things start to pop, yeah, like a chanterelle, I I know what that looks like. I know what an oyster mushroom looks like. Do I know what mushrooms look like? No, like I couldn't go foraging, but I know what the things that I'm looking for would look like. Like you said, a ramp, you know, yeah, you you might have some in the backyard. It's I mean if you drive up five twenty eight. Um, right by Hidden Valley kind of area. There's, mm-hmm. there's, it's right there. Then um, hmm. yeah, you, I mean, you can't really legally pick them, but fuck it. Yeah. Um, you were saying in some of the other restaurants you worked at, they got into like curing meats. I mean, has that ever interested you? Do you want to? I mean, that sounds interesting. Do you have any food hobbies? I guess do you have any food hobbies that you would do that you do at home or is is cooking now and food just kind of no no work? um it's it's certainly not work uh i have the sous vide at home um i got one of those too those are cool yeah it's it's a really cool tool it's the problem i guess it's it's more limited to time you know i love my grill i love my cast iron mm-hmm. pans i love my you know uh, i love the air fryer at this point so so yeah i mean on the days that i'm off and the days that it, you know I can give a whole day to cooking, absolutely. But, like, you know, on a chance, not on a chance, but, like, I like to make dinner when I can. Um, but, I mean, a hobby, no, it, it's more or less whatever whatever kind of strikes the palate that day. A couple of weeks ago, Valerie and I went to uh, a buddy that I used to cook with, and we made pot stickers, spring rolls, and uh, fried rice. I, you know, I had to learn how to roll up spring roll. Uh, not that fun to be honest with you. Um, it's a, the clear ones. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I do. You, you want to know uh, about a five minute way to make fried rice, George? Take those ninety second Uncle Ben rice packets, throw those in the microwave, scramble your egg, get your frozen vegetables like your peas, carrots, and stuff, and throw the rice in the pan with your scrambled egg, a little bit of soy sauce, throw your vegetables in there, and blam, done. done. I'm sure it's delicious. It, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, that's not at all what I did, but. <laughs> but i mean that's that is cool i mean like i like to experiment like i, I went before like i smoked my own bacon i made my own bacon i've done the polo sausage and stuff like that and it's good to i like to experiment but i mean the well, shit that you've been through and, and doing what you do in the food industry nope. no no thank yeah, you fuck that i like no. my weekends yeah i wouldn't wish it on anybody but <laughs> Well, find him on Instagram, uh, Chef George Hickey. That's me. On Instagram, and he posts some of his stuff. And follow us on Instagram. We are Pancakes on Sunday Morning. Facebook is Pancakes on Sunday. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, we I had a lot of fun doing this no, one. This, this was, was a good, one. Was a good time. Is, time. Uh, we're going to potentially try to do this in the future with a couple other guests in different industries. and Yeah. Starting from the bottom and now you're here type of deal. I mean... And for the record, when the crew is all healthy, I'd love to come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That would be a blast. But uh, give us a follow, and, you know, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, George. Later. Bye. <laughs>